0: So yeah, I want to I guess just begin by saying hi again and thank you guys all for coming. It's really great to have such a kind of robust group this time. Um, Yeah, it's really just beautiful to see people making this decision for themselves to come out here to take really some of their precious, you know, lifetime, some of the time of their day to really dedicate it towards their own betterment and well-being and one of the things i really love about meditation is you know when we went around the room and we kind of were listening to people's motivations we heard things like de-stressing we heard things like getting rid of anxiety we heard things like for my health for my relations to other people um it's almost like if this was a drug this would be off the shelves in a second right because it's almost like it seems to cure everything it's kind of across the board, it's just good for you and beneficial. So it's really, yeah, beautiful that you all kind of acknowledged that this is something that could be helpful to you and came here to give it a shot. Um, out of curiosity, who has never meditated before? Who's like new, new, new? Okay. Um, it's like a third-ish, yeah, third. Who has meditated, but not necessarily regularly, but like every now and then meditates? Yeah, okay. And then who would say they have maybe like more of a, a regular practice, that they're kind of a, a meditator? Yeah, okay. So coming back a little bit to what I was saying at the beginning, that I've noticed this phenomenon in my series that at the beginning, you know, everyone comes and there's a lot of, okay, we're ready to do this. And then kind of slowly as time goes on, people start dropping out. Um, I actually did when I was in India. I did a of a Vipassana retreat, which are these ten-day retreats where you're silent for ten days. You're sitting for ten hours a day in meditation, so they're very, very rigorous. Um, the retreat is actually often led by a like a recording of Goenka, who's an he's a teacher who you know passed on, um, and you know, you kind of sit there, and you go through this training process for 10 days. And I remember I was sitting there, and, you know, first day, second day, and then I noticed by, you know, the third day, you know, suddenly the guy in front of me wasn't there, and I, oh, now I could see better, cool. And then the next day, I noticed that the girl sitting next to me wasn't there anymore. And then the next day, the two people over here were gone. And kind of as time went on, I just felt like I was kind of on this island. And, you know, my first thought was maybe I smell or something, or you know, I'm doing something weird. But I actually realized that people were dropping out of the class, that people were, and this is a 10-day retreat, so you go to the center, you stay there, you, they feed you, you sleep there. They're actually free. Um, and strangely enough, the first one of these centers in the U.S. is in Shelburne Falls, Mass., so it's actually around here. You just sign up and you go for free, and it's 10 days, and it's really intense meditation for 10 days, and they guide you through it, and they feed you and everything. But the kind of trade-off is that you have to stay there and go through it and all of these people just kind of dropped off and I think by the end, yeah about a third or even um, a little bit more of the people had actually dropped off because they just they couldn't get through it and while I was driving up here in the car I was just kind of thinking about that because you know it's always kind of this thought okay new class new group of people how to kind of begin what energy to bring up and and this thought really came up into my mind that you know I would really love to to see everybody at the end of the class as well. And more than just encouraging you that you can do it because you can do it. All you really have to do is just keep showing up and even if you miss one class for some reason just show up to the next one. But more so I started kind of looking at my own life and things that I've kind of started and then stopped or things that I've really pursued, and what is the difference? And I found for myself that there's this kind of moment when I'm learning something new, whether it's like a new skill, whether it was riding a bike as a kid, or learning a new language or something, that you kind of start this familiarization process. So something like tonight you'll come into this room and we'll meditate together and you'll kind of get a taste of it. You'll be like, okay, this is, kind of what we're talking about. And then the question will come up, well, am I good at it or not? How good am I at it or not? Can I get better at it or not? And this is, I think, one of the first blocks that we come into. Um, So I really liked the statement, was it you, that were saying that about being good at it, but actually that's not. Somebody over here said it, I think? Somebody over here? I think I was looking that way. Um, But yeah, that understanding that initially it's not about being good at something and it's not even about necessarily that this is going to fulfill your expectations of peace or well-being or de-stressing. You might sit here and you might just be like the most pissed off you've been all week. Right? You might be sitting here and your thoughts are going to be spinning and you're going to be angry and your legs going to hurt and it's cold and you're going to say, what the heck am I doing here? I paid for this. And I'm just, what am I spending? I'd be better off at home with like a beer and Netflix or something. What is this? You know? And that's because we're kind of maybe a, a little bit impatient, um, which is a cultural phenomenon more and more, as I'm sure we're all aware. But also because we don't yet really understand how this whole thing works. So, meditation practice, I would say first and foremost, it's really just this process of coming back to yourself. So if you imagine that this is your home, that you are your home, your mind is your home, maybe you haven't been home in a long time. And maybe when you go home, you're going to find that it's a mess and that there's cobwebs and that the sink is overflowing and there's dirty laundry everywhere and it stinks. And the first thing you're going to say is, get me the hell out of here. I don't, I don't want this. And you're going to want to go back. You're going to want to get away from it. Um, and when you look around at the world at large, that's kind of how a lot of people live their lives. It's constantly trying to not have to come home, to not have to face themselves, to not have to really do the work, to not have to feel things they don't want to feel. Remember things they don't wanna remember. Make choices that they don't wanna have to make. Take responsibilities for themselves that are maybe challenging or scary or hard. Yeah, it's much easier to distract ourselves or to be passive or to be victims. So this process, again, first and foremost, it begins by, as we all have noticed, we took a step out of our lives and now we're sitting in this room together. So you've already taken that first step, that first step out of your life towards yourself, right? Now we're sitting in a room. There's not a whole lot going on. It's probably one of the more boring rooms you'll ever sit in. But what starts to become more present is the people in this room, each one of us. And when we start to meditate and we're going to close our eyes, what's going to become really present is the person inside. That your thoughts, your feelings, all this stuff is gonna really be there and it's gonna be very raw and you're gonna have to just sit in it and with it and that's again something that's not easy for a lot of people so I want to already encourage you that you can do it, you can go through it, it's not that bad, that you will learn and I also will be able to give you strategies, that you'll be able to deepen that because the more that we start to straighten out and correct our relationship with ourselves the more we're going to feel at peace with ourselves, the more we're going to feel comfortable in our own bodies, in our own minds, in our own lives. And the more comfortable you start feeling, the less psychic energy you're going to be expelling out there that's causing your mind to always be so busy and distracted. So the process of meditation, first step is coming back to yourself and facing yourself. There's no such thing then as good or bad. You're not like more successful if you feel peaceful tonight than the guy next to you who's freaking out. It doesn't work that way. Maybe the person freaking out is on the verge of a huge breakthrough that's gonna transform their lives and they're gonna be happy forever. And you're sitting here peacefully because you're actually like repressing everything and you're just, you know, not looking and not wanting to look, not wanting to feel. So I also just want to put that out there kind of as a, as a reality check. Yeah, that I as much as I offer a lot of amazing tools, a lot of great guidance, a lot of space to hold everybody in, um, I also really like pulling back the bells and whistles that we're so used to. Um, if it just said on the description for the booklet, sit quietly with yourself for an hour, nobody would be here. Yeah, it sounds terrible. And by the way, that's not what happens here, right, so... um, But there's something about that that just... it feels too raw or just feels uncomfortable for a lot of people. Um, So starting to have to come in and face yourself and be with yourself. So the next part is from whatever you're experiencing in yourself, and the more you meditate, the more you, you familiarize with the internal world, you'll realize some days you're more tired, some days you're more active, some days you're more peaceful, that it's oftentimes it's not even like up to you. It's not that you did a good job because you're more peaceful today than yesterday. Sometimes just because of the weather, our body, or life events, you're gonna have different emotional kind of moods and swings and stuff. So wherever you're at on any given moments of meditation, it's not really that important. The next kind of part of this process, though, is once you start to learn to feel comfortable and okay just being here with whatever's going on, then there's the whole thing called meditation, which can kind of start to come in. And that's how do I move from kind of just a normal mind state, this place that I'm often just residing in, to a deeper mind state, to a place that's more focused, concentrated, aware, grounded, peaceful. Gentler, more open, more loving, more relaxed. Yeah, those things all come together. All of those, so there's the emotional side, these good, uplifting, sweet emotional feelings along with that focus and that clarity, they come together. Yeah, how do I kind of slowly start moving in that direction? And that's a process that can take people a very, very, very long time that's also a process that some people get really quickly and easily. How long it takes you to figure that out or to get that does not make you a success or a failure. That just means for whatever reason, where you're at right now, it's easier or more difficult. But again, one of these processes, if you just continue on with it, by the time that it does start making sense to you, that you start applying yourself to it and feeling into it, and seeing what it is and almost thinking about it and kind of figuring out the mechanics of how your internal world works, that is going to be a boon for you for the rest of your life. Because in all of life's situations, whatever is going on, that is going to be a new tool that you know how to use. And that's really the tool of knowing how your mind works and how to work with your mind. Most of us, it's like if our mind was a carriage, you know, if there's six horses galloping and there's a carriage being pulled, I wouldn't even say that we're in the carriage, I'd say that we're getting dragged on the dirt behind the carriage. And we're kind of cut up and we're torn and like one we're flailing and we're, you know, and we're totally at, 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 um, at the mercy of what the horses are doing and of every little bump and rock in the road, that it's really this difficult process to slowly kind of grab those reins, climb back in the carriage, then learn to take the reins, then to say to the horses, whoa, slow down. And now say to the carriage, turn this way, turn that way. And then eventually even say to the carriage, now stop completely. And then even get off the carriage and go to those horses and take care of those horses, that the horses fall asleep too. You know, it's this whole process that we slowly, step by step by step, go from wherever we start at, wherever we're at, to a place that gets more quiet, more relaxed, more peaceful, more malleable, workable, easier, and our life becomes easier. Every day becomes more filled with ease. So, also, I don't know if like my bio was included in the pamphlet or anything, but um, so I used to be a Buddhist monk. When I graduated from college, I that same year went into a monastery in Germany. And I stayed there for eight years. So I was a fully ordained monk in a monastery, shaved head, robe, no sex, no drugs, no lying, no meat, no nothing, just, you know, for eight years. And really practiced every day. We had morning meditation at five in the morning and at night we had retreats. We hosted the Dalai Lama to come. Thich Han had a center near us that we came. So I got to practice with a lot of the greatest teachers in the world right now had a lot of personal time with each of them. I've talked to all of them. I had you know, dinner with Thich Nhat Hanh and I've met the Dalai Lama about five or six times, and just all sorts of different teachers around the world at different times. And I've practiced with them too, and I've gone on some long-term retreats. I've gone on a couple like three-month retreats. Uh, I lived in a cave in the Himalayas alone for a little while and really kind of went for it. And I, I really have a lot of practice under my belt and a lot of great guidance behind me as well. And I can tell you that it's it's possible for everybody. And honestly, the journey that I've been on, I know if I can do it, anybody can do it. Because I was like, you know, diagnosed with ADD in school and was given medication and all this stuff. And I had, you know, the special, you know, with each teacher they had a special system that if I didn't talk for a class, they gave me like a pom-pom ball. And if I had five pom-pom balls at the end of the week, I got like a piece of chocolate or an army figure or something. You know, like so I was like the worst of the world. You know, I got kicked out of all my classes. It was really like that growing up as a kid you know and I've kind of made that journey from there to here where I'm really supporting the space to also even hold other people in that so it's really possible for everybody it's just important to just remove any judgments you have remove any expectations you have we're all learning it's an invisible landscape just keep going keep trying and trying doesn't mean sit here like trying You know, that's actually how you're going to just freak out and want to leave. Yeah, trying means just show up to this space and just be open to whatever comes. Just show up and be open, that's all. And I'll do my best to take care of the rest, okay? I'm going to do my best to brainwash all of you over these next eight weeks that by the end you're going to be sitting here feeling like, I actually think that I'm okay and everything's fine and I can do, you know. So that's my job, is to kind of start turning your minds into a more positive direction for yourself and to feed that positive energy into the meditation. Um, Are there any questions about anything I just said, first of all? So the way these classes are going to normally work today, right, it's a bit of a special class, first one. But we didn't take too long in the introduction of all of your names, so that's good in terms of you'll get today a bit of a feeling for how a normal class runs. Um, Every class will begin similarly like this, with me sitting here talking. Some things will be very helpful, some things will be very unhelpful. Take and use whatever you can, whatever you want. The rest, just let it go, it's fine. Um, I have no idea what you need, so I'm going to try my best. Also, a lot of the talks, I'll begin by asking you, what do you want to know about? Where are you in your practice? What are the struggles you're having? So that'll help me um, address kind of where everybody's at in, together in one talk. And after I talk, we'll do a sitting meditation. Um, seeing as this is day one and we even have about a third of the people who've never meditated, we'll kind of start, I'm not going to say start slow, but we'll start, we'll do like 15 minutes of sitting. We'll do then a walking meditation around the room. Um, some people love the walking, some hate the walking, some hate it, then love it. Um, so it's just another kind of aspect of meditation that really helps us get into the body. Like I said earlier, the body and the mind are exactly linked together, right? I am able to move my, my body because my mind is working in it. Um, so... The idea that meditation is different than the body, it's ridiculous, that they're both important aspects, okay? And then after the walking meditation, we'll sit down and then do another seated meditation to kind of quiet the night. And the way that I always describe this is when I was a monk, um, we didn't have a dishwasher for five years or so. And we had instead three bowls of water. Um, The first bowl of water was a clear bowl. The second one was a hot, soapy bowl, and then we had clear again. What happens is you take your plate, and your plate still has, like, a lot of food particles and a lot of stuff on it. So first you dip it in kind of that dirty water, and it gets off all the rough particles. And then you can put it in the soapy water and really kind of start cleaning it. And then you put it in the clear water to then really be able to rinse it off. So I really feel that our meditation classes function the same way. It's that we come to this room, me talking, it's kind of like we're trying to get some information, we kind of know where to go. The first sitting meditation we do, that's like the clear water at the beginning. So most people don't drop in that deeply in the first sit. That's almost just a sit that helps you arrive in the space. That's just like a general collection of your energies into this space sitting the walking meditation is really when things start to get a little traction because you're using your body it's much easier to stay present and focused because you're you're using your body to walk slowly and so it really helps your mind kind of remain in this general area at least and then by the time we sit at the end your mind will have been training itself to kind of stay around here and then it will sink deeply in so it's my goal and my kind of I take it as my responsibility that every class both I give you a talk that gives you some useful information some conceptual understanding of what we're doing here and then also by the end of class give you a deep experience of the practice and if we do that every single week for eight weeks by the end of these eight weeks we're really gonna be in a good place Um, so again I really just encourage you guys to stick with it and um, yeah, it's really going to be great. And it is great. It's one of my favorite things to do. It's why I teach it. Yeah. So I think with that, um, maybe I'll just lead us in the first meditation. I'll give just a couple words about meditation without talking too much because I've already talked a bunch. Um, but I would like us to begin this class with... In our meditation, we really are not, again, we're not striving for a result. So don't think right now, get peaceful. Right now, relax. Yeah. Right now, no anxiety, no anxiety. Oh, God, it's still coming. Stop, stop. Oh, God, it's worse. You know, don't fight against anything that's happening in your experience. That's rule number one. Whatever you are experiencing, do not fight it. Try to breathe it in. If it's so bad that all you can do is just forbear it, then do that. If you can relax more, do that. Again, I'll be giving some tools as we go. But just in terms of working with the mind, first rule, don't go to war with your mind. Going to war with your mind means if you Close your eyes and you're in whatever space you're in. If you're thinking a lot, don't try to kill those thoughts. If you're restless, if you're bored, if you're getting sleepy, don't fight against any of that stuff. First of all, just learn to start making peace. Start just making peace with whatever you're experiencing, whatever's coming up, start learning how to make peace. What does that mean to make peace? Start making that experience, softening a little bit and what you'll find that as you start to become softer as you start to make peace with with your experience your mind will already by itself then start to settle down and collect in so it's kind of this weird paradox where it's like as soon as you stop trying to get something you're gonna get it does that make sense um i use the example it's like if you jump into a swimming pool and then you know like all these waves begin because you just jumped in and you want that swimming pool to be still if your strategy was to try to smash down all those waves with your hands what would happen? you would just create more disturbance in that water if you jump in that pool and you see waves and you just relax and you be still those waves will stop all by themselves and because we're familiar with the nature of water we know that that's how it works so that's very kind of intuitive but we're not so familiar with the nature of our minds so when I tell you that you'll be sitting and you'll start thinking and then you'll kind of come back and you'll think okay I should be doing something else I'm doing something wrong and then you know maybe you'll say oh, okay but Seth said just leave it and then it'll kind of come up again you're like okay but I left it and it still happens so I have to you know we're really quick to jump back on it and think we have to do it's are we're, we're all kind of control freaks in some level right so we have to really start that process of also letting go of trusting of being open to learn a new way of being and you'll slowly start to make this experience that actually a lot of things when you leave them alone they kind of just go away by themselves And a lot of times when you make space, then the thing that you want can finally come in because you've created space for it. Yeah, so just with those two kind of understandings. And again, as we go, we have a lot of time, we have a lot of classes. I'm gonna get deeper and deeper into the mechanics of the mind and of meditation and all the different ways in, but just for now, just for tonight, I really just want to encourage you to start just becoming aware of where you're at start to be a little bit more comfortable, receptive, open, not fighting whatever's happening, allowing space, and really just starting to um, just, yeah, open up and almost surrender and just see what happens. Make the experience. What happens if I don't micromanage my life? What happens if I don't think there's always something to fix or to do? or to correct? What happens if I actually just leave things like they are? Even just for this whole hour of class, what would happen? Yeah, and I would say that for tonight, that's really just a good place to start. That's a great jumping off point. So that's kind of the inner, um, the inner setup, so to say. That's how we should set ourselves up, innerly. Outwardly, I often just say sit in a position that you feel comfortable and you feel stable. This will also be a learning process. So it took me sitting every day in the, in the monastery, it definitely took me almost um, six or seven months until I really started getting this feeling of like, oh, this is where I want to sit. I think I'm just a really slow learner. Um, it doesn't have to be like that. But. Really know that if you're sitting and it's not really working, try another cushion. Try folding a blanket and sitting on it. Um, Play around with your seat each time. Try a chair. If you're on a chair, try the floor. That really just play around until you find something that works for you. So there's no right or wrong. There's just a right or wrong for you and only you will know that. So really just be at liberty to experiment, to try things out and see what happens. So for right now, I'll simply say, that everybody just get into a position that you feel stable, that you feel comfortable. Uh, We'll probably sit for 10 to 15 minutes, which is really not that much at all. And I'll be guiding the meditation as well, so you have nothing to worry about. So yeah, again, get into a position that's comfortable, stable, upright, yet relaxed.